0: Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where you'll hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com podcast. Now here's your host, Lindsay Favaza.
1: Welcome back to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. I'm so excited to be sitting here today with Lori Howe Bourgeois. Welcome, Lori. Thank you. I know we talked about having you on way back at Thompson Island, which was months ago now. um, And I said, I got to get you interviewed. So I'm so glad that we're sitting down today to do this. Thank you so much for agreeing to it. You're welcome so much. So first and foremost, Take me back to when you first got into real estate and why you decided to get into real estate in the first place. It's
2: funny. I, um it kind of hit me one day. I always had interest in homes and, and interior design and um, just just all of that. And it hit me one day when I went to look at a house for myself, how I thought I could help people, uh, especially inside, interior-wise. I wasn't even thinking of really selling houses, but then it kind of came to me that, wait a minute, I think I can do this whole thing and really like what I do and want to do what I do and be happy with it. So I, I jumped right in. So it was the love of of homes. Yeah. Yeah. The love of homes and interior design is what, what made me um, realize, hey, look, that's my next step in life. So what were you doing before that? I actually owned a business. Um, I had um, 32 employees. So I was part time for a while. I couldn't jump right in. Uh took, took me a while because, um, you know, you, you don't really know what to expect and you, you want to have some Solid, uh, you know, career move. It has to be solid before you, you know, jump right in and do it full time. So I ended up, um, after about 10 years, went full time and uh, love it. 10 years. So you were
1: transitioning for a while.
2: Yeah, long time. Yep, very long time.
1: Yeah, so what finally was the kicker to, to just say, I'm done after that 10 year mark? It was me
2: choosing the one that I, the career that I love the most and wanting to make sure my clients got 100% of me. I love that. So you got to the point where you said, all right. Have to. I have to have to do it. Cut it
1: off and do it. it."
2: Yep. That's awesome. So what year was that? I want to say it was 2010 or 2011. Perfect. So in
1: 2011, how many deals did you do roughly? I'm sure it's hard to know exactly (laughs) Um, what you did, but just take us back to like the transition over the years of how your business grew. Well,
2: I was fortunate enough when I first started that I had a great sphere because of my you know having owning a business knowing so many people so when i first started real estate i actually you know sold probably 18 homes my first year um and then it just kept you know 18 25 28 into the I mean, third. that was your first yes, full year, yes. but you had been
1: doing it for 10 years. So you had built up a pipeline I had of built people. up a
2: pipeline, you know, referrals and um, that first real, the 10 year, you know, I, I think I kept doing the same thing for a while because I... Number 1 didn't have any help. I was doing it all myself. So no assistant, no you know backup help. So, you know, I was always like in the high 20s, 30s every year selling a home. Um, so that amount of the homes a year.
1: So, when did you start to get into the higher echelon <laughs> well, of home selling because you don't sell 20 homes yeah. anymore, my friend. Honest
2: to God, Um, the first year I came to Lamakia was my highest And how many homes in Um, that year? I think that was 48.
1: And what are you on track to do this year?
2: Uh, At least 75. Wow.
1: Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah! So we try not to make it too much of a Lamakia Realty commercial, but at the same time, you can talk about what it is that you think, you know, was that transition point for you? Oh, definitely.
2: You know, Part of it was the, the, the camaraderie and the moral support, honest to God, uh, lifted my spirits even more. Um, and, Making and you love it again. Yes. Yeah, because I was getting a little stale, a little dull. Um, didn't have a lot of motivation, to be honest with you. I, I just didn't. And I knew I needed to. Um, because I always loved what I did. So I said, you know, I think that change is going to help me. And it certainly skyrocketed my business and my mind.
1: So regardless, if, you know, someone could be listening to this out in Iowa, for goodness sakes, yeah. right? And yeah. they could be listening and saying, you know what, maybe I'm stale because I just need a change, change. of scenery. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah, Could you could be anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere. So just make that switch. And- yep absolutely. So was there some struggles making that switch? Like, tell oh, me what? Yeah.
2: Um, well, you know, a- anytime you make a switch in anything in life, you're always going to have to adapt. Um, struggles as far as, yeah, because I wanted to, I decided I wanted to do more business because I, I had so many people that I would get referred to me and, you know, It was either pass them off or or work with them. And I wanted to work with them, and I wanted to give them 100% of myself. And in order to do that, I realized, you know what? I need an assistant. I need help. I need things to go smooth. Otherwise, I can't take on any more clients and feel good about it. Yep. And that's what I did. And it's 80, uh, d- doubled my business almost. I doubled your business. Almost, Incredible. Yeah. And so
1: this year, it's 2021 yeah. when we're recording this. Yeah. But the year that you
2: joined La Machia was 2019? I'm trying to, I think, yeah. It, it was kind of mid-year. So to, to you know, yeah. it wasn't, it was like in May we joined, I believe. So I'm trying to th- I, that year, I think it, it ended up being... I don't know. It was 48, I think. Yeah. But I don't know if there was a year prior to that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's been just a couple of years that you've taken oh, yeah. it from
2: f- even from 40 to yeah, 75, yes. which yes. is just crazy. Yeah. And yeah. in the midst of all of that, Lori, we've had a pandemic. Pandemic, and I've moved three times or maybe four times myself. Yes. Yikes. So I have that appreciation <laughs> for people that are moving as well. Absolutely. And you it can helps. put yourself in oh, their absolutely. shoes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That is so funny.
1: So, all right. So take me back to a time in your career, no matter when it was, mm-hmm. that you had a struggle, that you were struggling in either getting more clients or feeling like maybe it was the passion was gone? Like what was a struggle that you dealt with in your...
2: The biggest struggle I think was um, when I when I was part-time. I just could not seem to have people take me seriously. And I, th- I struggled with that a lot. And it really toyed with my, my brain, my, my inner self, because I almost didn't feel good enough to represent them as um, a real estate agent so you they doubt you yes. and you doubt yourself yep. it becomes this whole yeah. circle and and i had to take that leap because it that was the worst time it, it just you know certain people that knew me you know great but if you didn't know me why would you hire me knowing that you had why, this other why would why would somebody go and interview three listing agents and ask you know ask them what they do and and why would they hire me knowing that i wasn't full-time and i had another job why would they yeah yeah. So you just realized yeah. at that point. Yeah. And I lost a lot of listings. I lost a lot when I was doing part-time. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you
1: became full-time, did you feel that confidence come oh, back? Immediately. Good.
2: Immediately. Yep. It, it you know wasn't easy. There was a little ner- nervousness, you know, but I knew that I had to work really hard. Yeah. because not now, an easy job. Sure. Yeah. You know, you're working sometimes 12, 13 hours a day. Yeah. It's not easy you can't please everybody. That's one thing I learned and finally accepted is you cannot please everybody and it's actually okay.
0: Let's take a quick break and hear from the number one loan originator, Sean Benozian of Guaranteed Rate as he gives us his monthly mortgage tip. Hey guys, it's Sean. Uh, I just want to give you guys a quick business tip. It's really super important to determine your fulfillment plans. Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what's going to lead to future business and super happy clients. It's super important to get feedback from your clients as to what they like and what they didn't like and figure out what your plan is going to be to make sure you got a lot more people that are happy and like it and want to refer you and are promoters of your business versus people that are unhappy that are going to give you feedback. But you got to remember feedback's a gift. So you got to know what A, clients want and expect from working with a professional. B, as a professional, you should know what they should expect and what they should be uh, delivered from the fulfillment side. And then lastly, you just gotta go over the top and deliver amazing service and do better than what both you expect and what they expect. That will lead to lots of happy clients, which will lead to a growing business. Thanks, Jean. Now let's get back to the show. Talk to me about that.
2: Yeah, so I I think the more confidence and the more experience one has, you'll realize and can accept that. And that's one thing Anthony taught me. I would beat myself up if I had one unhappy client for whatever reason. And it would bother me all the time. He's like, Lori, you just cannot please everybody. You have to let that go. I mean, one out of 100 clients isn't happy. And you and I would beat myself up over that. And I finally realized, you know what? I'm OK. This is OK. It's and wasted it energy. Lo- it's wasted energy. And it's OK to fire clients. Yep. It's OK. Yep. Yep. I remember we had
1: that training a while back about firing clients. And everyone was kind of like, wow, this is going to be a really interesting subject. But at the same time, it's so necessary to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Because it's you got to trim where you can to make up and get the good clients that you
2: know, you can help you will grow confidence
1: by firing a client. Absolutely. That's amazing. So that's really great to hear. So all right. So tell me about I hate to use the word regret, because I'm sure you don't regret that time because you learned a lot and then you were able to dive in full time. But would you have Maybe shortened that 10 year window down if you could do it over again oh, or not?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So
1: um, with that 10 year time frame of kind of dabbling back and forth, think about someone who might be in that same boat right now, mm-hmm. and they're just scared to take that leap. So, you know, what do you think is the best advice for someone like that? That's kind of I mean, I know it's a very personal decision, but what kind of advice would you give? I
2: think the most reason people are afraid is financially. And, and my best advice is to set aside some money, set it, prepare yourself, try to prepare yourself, really work at it. And then when you make that leap, it's not going to be as scary and make sure you're with the right company, you're with the right people around you. And you, you know, just by doing that, you're going to succeed. Yeah. Do your homework. Yeah. Do your
1: homework. And maybe that transition needs to happen at the same time. You know, find yeah. that new company that yeah. you know you can be successful exactly. with. And then make that leap. Yeah. That's exactly. great advice. Yep. Well, they're hearing from the best. So Aww, listen to what she has to say. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So the next question I have for you is now that you are in. So you had the 10 years. You were part time. You had that struggle of feeling the confidence. Mm-hmm. Then you got the confidence. You jumped in and you were doing 20 to 40 deals. And then now you're in the 75 deals range. Mm-hmm.
2: What are your challenges now? My, my challenges? It's a good question. One of my challenges, trying to keep things on track, trying to still give 100% of myself. Um, but I don't see it as a challenge anymore. Because I have systems and I have everything organized. And I am very consistent with every seller and every buyer. So I have everything down pat as to what I do when I do it. Um, I write everything down. I'm a paper person. And the challenges are, okay, let's just keep going. That's my only real challenge. Yeah, like how far can we go? Yeah, how far can we go? Yeah, Yeah. it's exciting.
1: Yeah. So... As far as like, you've got the 40 deals and you've got the 75 deals and you, do you feel like if you had told yourself the 40 deal person, mm-hmm. you're going to be doing 75 deals. Do you think it would have stressed your 40 deal person out?
2: <laughs> do you know what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Like that mindset. Because I, absolutely. Because I was doing the 40 deals with no help. And you thought that you were at your absolute thought capacity. I was at my absolute capacity. Now, 75 is a breeze yeah. with help it real i mean it it can be a struggle it's a lot of time a lot of work but it was no more work than doing the 40. It doesn't feel like more because you've like got more. the system. You've got the system. You've got the help. You're following a playbook. For, yes.
1: And you got the help that yes. you need. Yep. But I have one other question that I wanted to ask you. And that is, I know you talk a little bit about your sphere yes. and how valuable your sphere is. So how do you take care of them? How do you get that business from your sphere? Obviously, you get to the closing table and they're happy with you. But like, how do you make it so that they give you more business moving forward?
2: I, You know, I don't think that's something that you have to make or do. I think it comes naturally if you do your your work. Love
1: that answer. So it's not about giving them a present or it's
2: about sharing them with gifts. It's about just doing a great job by your clients. I mean, of course, I love giving closing gifts. And, you know, I think it's 100% doing your job, letting them know you're there for them, communicating, always in real time. You've got to talk on the phone. Yep. Phone is a lost art, isn't it? Yes, and and you've got to re- you've got to ask the clients how do you prefer to communicate? Yeah. Period. You know.
1: If they would rather be talking to you via text, yeah. then that's how fine. You're gonna, fine. And you make a note of that so you're organized and you have an idea. And give for
2: advice. Set the stage when you meet your client. Set the stage is how it's going to go. What is going to happen when you know? Once you set the stage, their expectations, you're golden. They yeah. know what to expect. Yep. And then you've set boundaries Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, Yeah. And you have to. Yeah. You have to. You've got to be consistent and it's got to be with every client. Mm-hmm. That's consistency is key. Great. Well,
1: I am so excited to see where you take it from here because I mean, 75 is incredible, but I mean, could we push a hundred next year, Lori? Absolutely. <laughs> You're definitely going to. <laughs> I have no I doubt really in my mind. So, so <laughs> any closing advice for any, for You know, just either agents that are getting in or agents that are more experienced that really just want to reach and get that little extra bit.
2: I guess agents that are getting in, do your homework, get your training, talk to the right people, Uh, people that are, are trying to build... Be honest with yourself. Just be you, um, be be natural, work hard. Um, it'll all come to you with experience and time in the business as well. It, it just, it funnels in. So you keep doing a good job with all your clients, 100% of your attention, you know, straightforward news, let them know what's going on all the time, communication, and you're just gonna build. It, it's really quite easy, honestly, if if you just give it your all. Well, Lori, thank you so much. This was
1: wonderful. This was absolutely wonderful. Good. Thank you so I'm much. Glad
2: I could help. Can't wait to watch I all, wish I had, all your business I grow. I wish I had somebody help. You know, back way back then. I know. So again, no regrets. Yep. No regrets. Just You're can't right. wait to see yep. what happens but from here, here on out. If I can help somebody else out, certainly one little tidbit of information. You know what? I wish that I had back then, but that's okay. I'll, I'll help someone else. So where can people find you
1: if they want to see your website or they want to follow you on social, You're Lori Howe bourgeois on Facebook, correct? Yes. Beautiful. So we will link her Facebook page into the comments. So if you guys sure. want to follow her page or if you want to ask her any questions, I'm sure she'd be happy to do that. So thank you again, Laurie. I really appreciate the You're time. Welcome. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Agents Who Crush It In Real Estate podcast. We hope you've learned some valuable takeaways. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushitinre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and you'd like to hear more stories, please share with others. Post on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all the latest from Anthony, you can follow him on Instagram at Crush It In Real Estate on Facebook and YouTube.